KC, are you here? I am here. Hi. Sorry, I couldn't hear you over the circus that's going on upstairs. <laughs> right? I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> I don't know what kind of tumbling shit they're doing, but apparently it's very important and has to be done at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Anyways. I mean, it's better than 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I don't know. We're usually pretty dead asleep. Well, that's true. So unless it's a loud, like, bang, we're probably not going to hear it. Yeah. Anyways, all right, so today we have more Bible story. Are you guys ready to get a verbatim account of what we are about to go through? I will literally only recite the Bible. You do this every time, and you don't ever recite the Bible. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, do you need the book? No. Oh, okay. I'm that good because I've read every single part of the Bible, unlike (laughs) G-Man. So, today Solomon's going to go limp and flaccid. <laughs> in more ways than one. It's not from the Bible. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't know. You're gonna, I, I feel like I'm going to sway you to my side here in a minute. Uh, basically, Solomon is the literal definition of a man whore. Uh, he fucked a lot of foreign bitches. Uh, more specifically, he ended up with 700 wives and 300 concubines. And if that doesn't make you flaccid... I don't know what will. So, are we going to talk about, are we, we'll talk about it later. You keep on with your keeping on. Okay. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. So anyways, uh, per God's uh, prophecy or something like God's, I don't know, God, God said some shit. He always says some shit, but it's some shit that he said in the past about marrying outside of your culture. Basically, which at this point in time, it was like a race or a nation. Uh, A lot of people want to disagree with me on that, but y'all can fuck off. Um, (laughs) So anyways, uh, his wives and concubines pushed him to start worshiping other fuckers, right? Uh, Doing all of this. uh, uh, What is it called? Sacrifices and shit started just the whole worship of other deities. Apparently, that's what he had to do. Uh, because of his 700 wives, his thousand harem, his thousand count harem of bitches, he starts worshiping other people. Which you got to figure, he's got to get energy from somewhere. Might as well be from the nether realm with all these other gods. Right? Anyways. So God told Solly that he fucked up big time by fucking all of these foreign bitches. And... And and specifically because they convinced him with their vagina magic to worship other deities. Uh, then God is going to pay a bunch of mercenaries to fuck with Solly over the years until his death. Uh, for one thing, he's got his dad, which uh, he named himself after his entire culture was killed by David and I guess by Solly. I don't know. It's one of them fucks that killed him. Um, anyways, his dad's living in Egypt, even has a prize wife from the, uh, from the Pharaoh, uh, that I guess he won in a ring toss tournament or something. I'm not sure whatever kind of hillbilly shit you do in Egypt. Um, <laughs> and he hated Solomon for what, you know, the Israelites did to his entire culture. And then this guy named Ray son, which I can only guess that he's the son of Ray or something. Uh, anyways, Ray's son didn't like Solly at all either. Uh, just reasons. I mean, do you really need to know the specifics here? 
it, he fucked up something in in Rayson's life. So and then we get to Jerry, who was apparently promised uh, the Israelite land by God after Sully bites the dust and becomes eternally flaccid. Um, apparently, God says, "Hey, you can have ten tribes," and uh, that was the that was the deal he made there. Um, Sully then tried to kill Jerry because who wouldn't be pissed off at that particular thing? Jerry fled to Egypt, of course, uh, and waited there until Sully was dead. But yet, when Sully dies, apparently Jerry doesn't take over the Israelite kingdom or whatever. Rory does. And if you guys don't know, the son called Rory in Solemn's... I don't know. Didn't he? I think he's fathered every single Israelite at this point. I mean, that's that's the only thing I can figure. He's one of many kids that just runs around the castle, shitting everywhere, pissing everywhere. There's no order in there. I mean, you think you got a thousand women in that place? You think they're going to be following anything? Fuck no. They are stacked five bitches high. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, you know, this is the first time that Roy props up and then Sally dies. I'm guessing mid copulation with he probably just does a RN Jesus type situation at the end. It's just like, oh, random bitch. And it's sort of like uh, that Price is White right will flips it and it lands on a pitcher. Of course, he's got to figure out who it actually looks like. Because they probably all look the same at some point. The flurry of vagina magic. The end. <laughs> that was that was not verbatim. I feel I feel like it mostly was. Um, I took a, I took some liberties to spice it up a little bit. Oh, but, just you know. a few. Yeah, well, the, the stacking the five bitches high is definitely in the Bible. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Vagina magic is that in the Bible? Yep. Okay. Also, I don't think there's anybody in the Bible named Rory. We'll find out. Okay. <laughs> What's up, heathens? How, How y'all doing? doing? So today we're going to talk about how Solly goes flaccid by stacking bitches five. We're five not. Deep. No, we're not talking about that. You think he probably had threesomes? I mean, that would be one way to get like one fucking each year well, so for each is, wife and concubine. Well, so this is the thing we were talking about, like before, you know, when we before we went on air, we were talking about how Solomon, he had a thousand women. And so in order for each of those women to get fucked once per year, he'd have to have sex at least three times per day uh-huh. with it with at least three women per day. Like, that would be exhausting. Yeah, it would be. Like, I mean, and he's getting fucked three times a day, but they're only getting laid once a year. So, like, he's got to put it down every time. Uh-huh. Because they're only getting fucked one time per year. Oh, yeah. Because you know they're not allowed to fuck other people. Well, at least not with Solomon's knowledge. True. I mean, he's got a huge palace. You think that he knows who's fucking who in that palace? I mean, he I mean, barely understands who he's fucking that day. It's probably true. But you couldn't use the wheel method. Why not? 
Well, because then some women would get it twice per year or more times per year. Or do the, like does their picture fall off the wheel when they don't when they get picked? I'm sure there's rules and regulations for that. That would also have to be a giant wheel. <laughs> no, no, no. So you just get a group of ten. You put all their pictures in there, and then you take one out once they've been laid. That's what I said, and you were like, "There's rules." So is that I'm what? sure I said that. The, I'm sure there's rules and regulations. Uh-huh. But I, I don't know exactly what those are, but that sounds like a good one. Well, like, I would what probably if he use favor, that. Like, what if he favors one? Like, what if one is way better at sucking dick than the rest of them? And so he yeah. wants that one more than once per year. I don't know. I don't this know how so that complicated. Works. It is. You want to go ahead and get to the story, though? Yeah, so we're doing Kings chapter 11 today. And we're going to talk about how Solomon's glory fades, <sighs> not how his dick gets lit. Gets lit. I mean, I feel like this story explains why he goes flaccid. <laughs> okay. I mean, say what you want, but <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, though, we have skipped because uh, we noticed in your comments from last time that a lot of people wanted us to just continue with the story. And we're going to do a special like little study over the Proverbs uh parts we're gonna probably not hit on the mundane shit but if there's something in there that really catches our eye we'll probably talk about it um, yeah i'll read through the proverbs and highlight the highlight the most interesting and we'll go through and do a special proverbs um a special proverbs show sounds like a plan yeah all right so let's get in on the story today we've got uh sully sully goes what he he's limp no, that's – why don't you just let me take over? Okay. Okay, so I already said we're going Kings chapter 11 today, right? Yeah. Okay, so King Solomon, he – oh, well, last time we last time we talked about how he married Pharaoh's daughter, right? Right. And built her a castle and such. So King Solomon loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughter, Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sid- Sidonians and Hittites. They were from nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites, you must not intermarry with them because they will surely turn your hearts after other gods. Nevertheless, Solomon held fast to them in love. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines and his wives led him astray. So again, here we are. Women are the evil bitches leading the men astray. Because the men would be totally fine and super godly without the women. Right. Right. (laughs) As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David, his father, had been. You know, that vagina magic is pretty powerful. How would he have time to do anything other than fuck? Okay, look, here's here's my idea about it. There's not really a lot for Solomon to do, right? I mean, Is he delegates. Well, I mean, he delegates things, right? There's an occasional ruling probably where he's got to, like, make some decrees or something like that or maybe do a ceremony or something like that. But, I mean, for the most part, he's just sitting around the castle playing with his dick. So why not have somebody wait, else play wait, with wait, your wait. dick? So besides having a thousand women to fuck... He also plays with himself. I'm just saying, like, there's no way he can be hard that much. No, no, no. no. I'm saying that if, like, if he doesn't have the women playing with his dick, he would just be sitting there playing with his dick. So why not have other people play with your dick? 
I'm just, I, I mean, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't have a dick. But what I'm saying is that, like, just because he delegates doesn't mean he doesn't have, uh, like, shit to do. Like, I delegate stuff at work, but I still have a lot of shit to do. I mean, at some point, his dick's got to get, like, hurt, doesn't it? Like, I don't know, I fucking mean, three times, at least three times a day. So we were moved on from the dick. We were talking about his responsibilities to the kingdom of Israel. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, I understand you get, you know, super focused on the dick. <laughs> it's like that's the, the tunnel vision. <laughs> dicko vision. Dicko vision. So I'm just saying, just because he delegates doesn't mean he doesn't have anything to do. Okay, true. Uh, I guess so, but I mean, it's a lot of time to fill in the day. Okay. Anyway, so he he followed other gods as well, right? It doesn't say that he stopped following um, Yahweh. Mm-hmm. It just says that he followed other gods too. Well, yeah, and but, that was the fault of his wives. Well, yeah, but uh, remember, Yahweh is very jealous. It's and, true. And he only wants the Israelites to worship him. Otherwise, he's going to fuck them up. Right. It says so in the Ten Commandments. So he followed Ashtoreth, the goddess of the uh, Sidonians, and Molech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. Um, and let's see, who else did he follow? Uh, I think we're going to get there. Let's see. So Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not follow the Lord completely as David, his father, had done. On a hill east of Jerusalem, Solomon built a high place for Chemish, the detestable god of Moab, and for Molech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. He did the same for all of his foreign wives, who burned incense and offered sacrifices to their gods. Right. So, understandably, knowing, you know, God, mm-hmm. he's pissed, right? Of course. So he's angry with Solomon because his heart turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. Although he had forbidden Solomon to follow other gods, he did not keep the Lord's command. So the Lord said to Solomon, since this is your attitude and you have not kept my covenant and my decrees, which I commanded you, I will most certainly tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your subordinates. Nevertheless, for the sake of David, your father, I will not do it during your lifetime. I will tear it out of the hand of your son. Yet I will not tear the whole kingdom from him, but will give him one tribe for the sake of David, my servant, and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen." Then the Lord raised up against Solomon an adversary. So we're going to talk about a couple of different adversaries that God raises up against Solomon because, you know, he's lived in peace for quite some time um, because he was following the rules. Well, when he started not following the rules, now we've got to have adversaries. So Hadad, the Edomite, Hadad, 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 not his dad, (laughs) Hadad, the Edomite. From the royal line of Edom, earlier when David was fighting with Edom, Joab, who's, you know, he's dead now, but he Mm -hmm. was the commander of the army at the time, he'd gone up to bury the dead and struck down all the men in Edom. Joab and all the Israelites stayed there for six months killing people. (laughs) That's a long time to be killing people. Well, they had to kill them all. Here's the problem. They left one alive. (laughs) They missed one. Damn they it. Spent one. six months. So, missed one. So they probably missed more than one. Uh, well, they definitely did. But 
um, Hadad, still only a boy, fled to Egypt with some Edomite officials who had served his father. They set out from Midian and went to Paran. Then taking them, the, then taking men from Paran with them, they went to Egypt to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who gave Hadad a house and land and provided him with food. I mean, these Israelites seem to have the accuracy of stormtroopers. Well, I mean, he, they probably snuck away. They probably didn't know about him. Yeah, okay. Good point. Because, I mean, he was with Edomite officials. They would have killed them. Yeah. Um, so Pharaoh was so pleased with Hadad that he gave him a sister of his own wife, Queen... What's her name? Uh, Tapens. Ta- Tampons? Ta- no. In marriage, the sister of Tapines. Tapines De- sounds worse. Depends. <laughs> it sounds worse. It's T A H. Uh, where is it? Let's see. I lost it. T A H P E N E S. Um, anyway, she bore uh, not not the queen, but the sister bore Hadad a son, and who lived with Pharaoh's children. He lived right there with Pharaoh's children. They played together. Whatever. Um. So while he was in Egypt, Hadad heard that David rested with his fathers and that Joab, the commander of the army, was also dead. Then he said to Pharaoh, let me go that I may return to my own country. And Pharaoh was kind of upset and he asked him, what have you lacked here that you want to go back to your own country? And Hadad tells him nothing but do let me go. So he's going to rise up against Solomon, um, Mm -hmm. I guess, for the sins of the father, because it wasn't Solomon who did this. It was David. But still. Right. I think this is all because of God saying that he was going to cause, like, um, he was going to take the kingdom from Solly's son. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we have uh, Ruzan. Ruzan? Isn't that Ruzan? Razan? Ruzan, I think is what it is. Uh, and God raised up Solomon, another adversary, Ruzan, son of... El- Eliada, uh, Eliada, I have no idea, who had fled from his master, uh, Hadadezer, king of Zobah. He gathered men around him and became a leader of a band of rebels when David destroyed the forces of Zobah. The rebels, the rebels went to Damascus, where they settled and took control. Uh, Rezon was Israel's adversary as long as Solomon lived, adding to the trouble caused by Hadad. So uh, Rezon ruled in Aram and was hostile towards Israel. Oh, okay. So let me get this straight. Um, Solly takes a thousand foreign women. Yes. Right. And starts building up all this shit. God gets pissed. And then immediately afterwards, these people start causing shit in his territories. Yeah. But here's the thing. God's not pissed about the women. Oh, well, no, no. I mean, if, uh, if uh, Solomon would have forced them to become Jews, or well, I guess not Jews technically at this point. Israelites. Israelites. Well, not Israelites, but worship him. Worship yeah, worship God. Yahweh. Um, then everything would be fine. Yes. So there was no problem on God's part for the number of bitches. No. It's just the fact that they're foreign and that 
according to God, that caused uh, Solomon to worship other gods. So it's really just the worship of other gods. Yes, that is the problem. And that is very clear in everything written here in Kings that that is the problem. Right. It's not a problem that he had many wives, even if it had been something reasonable. Like, I mean, because you'll see apologists argue against uh, polyamory, right? Mm -hmm. Or polygamy. Um, you see them argue against it because God said marriage is between one man and one woman. Well, that's ridiculous. Um, God did not have a problem with all of these women being married to Solomon. His only problem was that those women worshiped other gods and they led Solomon astray and mm -hmm. Solomon therefore worshiped other gods as well. So that was the only problem. Right. Okay, um, next, Jerobo Jeroboam rebels. Um, he's the son of Nebat. He rebelled, he rebelled against the king. He was one of Solomon's officials. Um, he was an Ephra Ephraimite from Zerida, and his mother was a widow named Zura. Zerua. Zerua. <laughs> I'm really good at this. Um, so here is the account of how he rebelled against the king. And we're in, we're still in, we're still in uh, first Kings chapter 11 here. All right. So let's see. Solomon had built the supporting terraces and had filled the gap in the wall of the city of David, his father. Now Jeroboam was a man of standing. And when Solomon saw how well the young man did his work, he put him in charge of the whole labor force of the house of Joseph. About that time, Jeroboam was going out of Jerusalem, and Ahijah, the prophet of Shiloh, met him on the way wearing a new cloak. The two of them were alone out in the country, and Ahijah took hold of the new cloak he was wearing and tore it into twelve pieces. Then he said to Jeroboam, Take ten pieces for yourself, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. See, I am going to tear the kingdom out of Solomon's hands and give you ten tribes. But for the sake of my servant David and the city of Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, he will have one tribe. I will do this because they have forsaken me and worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, Chemosh, the god of the Moabites, and Molech, the god of the Ammonites." And have not walked in my ways, nor done what is right in my eyes, nor kept my statutes and laws as David Solomon's father did. But I will not take the whole kingdom out of Solomon's hand. I have made him a ruler all the days of his life for the sake of David, my servant, whom I chose and who observed my commands and statutes. I will take the kingdom from his son's hands and give it to give you ten tribes. I will give one tribe to his son so that David, my servant, may always have a lamp before me in Jerusalem, the city where I chose to put my name. However, as for you, I will take you. And you will rule over all that your heart desires. You will be king over Israel. If you do whatever I command and you walk in my ways and do what is right in my eyes by keeping my statutes and commands, as David, my servant, did, I will I will be with you. I will build you a dynasty as enduring as the one I built for David and will give Israel to you. I will humble David's descendants because of this, but not forever. Solomon tried to kill Jer Jeroboam. But Jeroboam fled to Egypt to uh, Sh uh, Shish Shishak, the <laughs> king, and stayed there until Solomon's death. Right. Um, so. So that was God giving it to Jerry. Well, that was no, that was the prophet telling Jerry that God was going to give it to him. Oh, OK. Mm -hmm. I forgot. God's got to go through intermediaries. Yeah. 
So now. It, was a, it was a seer. Yeah. Well, I, I don't understand why now he's got to go through seers. Like before he just directly talked to Moses and Noah and shit. And Apparently now it's these like, people are not good enough. Yeah. Now it's just like, listen, I'm done talking with the fucking Trumpites. <laughs> I'm just going to deal with my prophets from now on. I just can't handle this shit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so toward the end now in the daily Bible, like the actual book we're using, it's it. This day actually ends here and then it moves into Ecclesiastes and it kind of arranges Ecclesiastes topically by like morality and let's see, importance of the present, um, things about human pursuits, wisdom, labor, um, emptiness of wealth. It's got it's got all kinds of little uh, proverby type of things. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to skip over that to finish. Um first Kings chapter 11. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's just a really small part that's left. So as for the other events of Solomon's reign from beginning to end, are they not written in the records of Nathan, the prophet in the prophecy of Ahijah, the Shilonite and in the visions of Edo, the seer concerning Jeroboam and son of Nabat, Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel 40 years. Then he rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David, his father. And Rehoboam, his son, so this was Solomon's son, mm -hmm. succeeded him as king. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I wonder, uh, I mean, that that's of course like what would happen. But since God told Jerry that he's actually going to get it, I wonder if maybe later we're going to see the return of Jerry. Well, I mean, so what what God said was that he wasn't going to rip the kingdom from Solomon's hands. Mm -hmm. He was going to rip it from the hands of his son. So his son has to take over as king. Right. In order for someone else to come in and take it from him. Right. Yeah. So that's what I mean. I yeah. feel like Jerry's going to come back with the vengeance of a oh, thousand yeah. virgins. Oh, yeah. We're going to see Jerry again. No worries. Okay. Well, that's going to be it for today. We've got more story next week. What are we going to... Or uh, Next week, we're going to move into 1 Kings chapter 12. Let's see. Are we going to do some thir 12 and 13 tomorrow? Damn. Next Solomon time? doesn't even make it out of Kings. Mm -mm. Yeah, we're going to do 12 and most of 13. Um, King, uh, 1 Kings chapter 12 and most of 13. And we're going to talk about the division between Israel and Judah because you see what God did is he split the, the kingdom. So now there's all of the tribes of Israel save one under one king and then Judah under another king. Oh. The one that Solomon's family still gets, that David's lineage still gets the one tribe. Oh, so that's why they become the Jews? We're going to get into it. I'm so ready for them to become the Jews already. It's like the next step in evolution. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. We're going to see Jerry next time. Mm -hmm. Jeroboam. We're going to see him next time. Um, and we're going to see what happens. And, and we're going to see this divide start between Israel and Judah. Um, so that's what's going to happen next time. We're going to have some prophets. Um, and we're going to have some some killing yeah we're gonna have some killing going on so it should be interesting 
Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. More killing next week, guys. <laughs> Tune in for some American violence in the Bible, because that's what we're going to be going over. Yep, we are. <laughs> All right, heathens. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this Bible study, um, our own personal take on it and everything. Uh, if you did, hit that like button, subscribe, and... Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.